0: Welcome to another episode of the Benchwarmers. Welcome to the fifty-fourth episode. Follow us on Twitter at Benchwarmer
1: 6 Subscribe to our podcast at Google Play Music, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. Please leave comments, rate us, and tweet us. Here are your hosts, Matt
0: and Ryan. On today's podcast, we'll be recapping last week's football. Then talking about Games of the Week, NHL Predictions, and finally, D-Gen Corner. The Bench Woman. All right. Well, Ryan, I know uh, it's not truly basketball season yet, but here's another Sixers interruption before we get started with the podcast. Uh, a miracle happened tonight our point guard Ben Simmons hits a three-pointer for the first time in his career and it was cash money a uh, buzzer a buzzer beater uh, before halftime it was just beautiful yes man. Beautiful. it was against some Chinese team and we're up by like 40 at the time but it doesn't matter the dude he, he shot it with full confidence he had no way he just let it fly and boy it was wet I mean it was so wet that his whole team we went and hugged him the crowd went wild and usually, preseason games, no one really gives a crap. But for something like this, uh, you could tell, Philadelphia fans, we love our basketball. And we're, we're glad that it came back. And uh, that, that shot was just pretty, Ryan. And uh, I know he's not going to shoot 100% for the season. I understand that. But hey, if he's uh, not afraid to, to shoot it uh, in the season, you know, when he's wide open, just let it fly. Uh, I think it's going to tremendously help our team because, as you know, Ryan, if the defense has to worry about him even somewhat hitting a three-pointer, make it a threat, I mean, I don't think they could stop us because then you got to play up tight on Ben or you got to at least somewhat contest it. Then he's going to blow by you or he's going to find another guy for a wide-open shot because he's a creator. And I think this going a long way. Like I said, I don't think he's going he's gonna to end up being Steph Curry this season, but all I'm asking for, hey, shoot 25 to 30% from three-point range, make it respectable, make the defense guard you, and hey, that, that only unlocks our offense to a next level. With guys like Tobias, Horford, Josh Richardson, and Embiid, you really don't need to do too much. You just make the right play, and Simmons is obviously an intelligent player, and I, I mean, I think it's a great sign. I mean, I, once again, I know it's an inferior inferior opponent, and the game doesn't matter, but hey, it's a good sign.
1: In my opinion. Oh no, I agree. it's a real good sign for us and for our future and what's what's to come. I mean you look at it and he's been the the hold really for our team to progress because he hasn't been progressing. He hasn't been shooting the ball, he's been driving in and stopping doing that stupid drive, two dribbles to the free throw line, then stopping turning around looking for somebody to pass to, where now he can he's gonna be a threat because people aren't gonna aren't gonna be as, as off on defense now, they're going to be guarding a little bit more, which they can have to move more, which then makes a double team come in. And then you have you get guys open um, when they shift around. You have Tobias Harris, you'll have uh, Embiid. I mean, all around, you'll have a whole bunch of guys more open because he'll be, be able to be a bigger threat in the game, like a Harden or a James or a Durant, where you know he not only does he want to pass the ball and I take hard now that factor like James does it, at least you know he can also shoot the ball as well and for him for for Simmons to be able to progress to that level um as soon as he has has been fantastic it's fantastic for us it's a great sign for how, how our team's gonna look this season and like I said it's just it's just exciting and the fans went insane I actually thought about going to the game tonight I was like ah oh, nah I was like I, I don't have any interest but dude after I saw that I wish I was at the game just to. Feel the hype of the crowd. I mean, you heard it through the uh, through the replay and all that stuff, and they were just screaming. I mean, they were all waiting for that shot to go to shoot to be shot, and then for him to make it. Anytime he does something, the fans go crazy in Philly, and it was no different here. And it was just it was a beautiful release. It was it was perfect form. I mean, everything about it was just great. All right,
0: now back to our regularly scheduled programming. Uh, football, Week Five, NFL. Uh, so, the first game we'll be discussing is the uh, afternoon Sunday game, which uh, had Ryan's favorite team, the Cowboys, played the Green Bay Packers in Dallas. Uh, man, I mean, this game, it started off really poorly for the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, they were down already 14-0. Uh, it was 31-3 at one point, and And... Uh, it was it was not good. I mean, the Packers kind of took control of this game. Aaron Jones ended up having four touchdowns. Uh, he led them up. Um, Rogers, I mean, he didn't throw a passing touchdown, but really wasn't necessary because the defense definitely uh, looked good for the Packers. Um, in the second half, the Cowboys made somewhat of a comeback. Uh, I mean, if you look at the statistics, it looks like Dak had a pretty decent day. Uh, Amari Cooper ended up with a big big receiving day. I believe it was the uh, uh, I Want to say it was like a Cowboys record, but I'm not truly sure on that one, but uh, The the Packers definitely, you know stepped up obviously we knew they had a, a Good team this year and after them losing to the Eagles last week on that Thursday night game you know they were they were not happy the way they lost and Um, They definitely came back and beat the other NFC East team in the Dallas Cowboys who, uh, after last week's game of losing to the Saints, uh, I thought they would definitely bounce back, but they didn't show up in that first half at all. And I know Ryan, as a Cowboys fan, was very disappointed. But uh, yeah, I mean, I I think uh, the Packers kind of just took control of the game from the get-go. The Cowboys tried to fight back, but really it was too little too late. But uh, I think Devontae Adams not being there was even bigger of a surprise because the way the Packers just got out to that big lead without the number one receiver was was surprising to me. But uh, overall, I mean, obviously as an Eagles fan, I'm happy to see the Cowboys lose because now uh, with the Eagles winning, uh, we're tied for the division lead. So, hey, good for me, bad for Ryan. Ryan, your thoughts?
1: I don't want to rehash this. This is terrible. This is back-to-back, just horrific games for the Cowboys. It was... I don't know what to do. They didn't show up in the first half. They both have been sleeping. I mean, this is just horrific on all accounts. It's, uh, listen, I'm a Cowboys fan until I die, but this was just pathetic. You're at home, and you didn't even show up to play. I mean, yes, I picked the Packers to win last week, uh, but this was, just, this was just utter disappointment. And I'm I'm really rooting for Minnesota next week to uh, to kick your guys' asses. So uh, I feel even better about myself. Um, but yeah, other than that, I mean, this was just this is really a poor game by by us. And obviously, Aaron Rodgers did what he had to do um, in throwing the ball. But really, it came down to Aaron Jones just rushing the hell out of defense. And like I pointed out, the Cowboys' rush defense is not that good. And Aaron Jones, who hasn't been doing much. Um, or the Packers haven't been using him as much they sure as hell used him for four touchdowns and 107 yards against the Cowboys so you know he uh he manhandled us himself really Aaron Rodgers wasn't as big of a factor he threw no touchdown passes at all um but you know he was he, he wasn't even like great at, at the end of the day I mean 200 and what, 35 38 yards so I mean he didn't do all that all that great, but their run is what killed us because the run defense is horrible for the Cowboys, in my opinion. And, well, their offense couldn't do a damn frigging thing in that first half. It was just sad, and they wanted to pay Zeke all this money to really do nothing for us this week as well. It was just all-around disappointment, and they really need to, to turn around, think about what the hell, wh- where their mistakes are, and um, hopefully this game against the Jets this week will or at least um, put it at ease the, the fact that um, we have another easy game and we should win this one. So, the
0: next game was the Monday night matchup, which uh, I, I thought it was going to be a, a good game. Uh, I was wrong. Uh, it went. Can we just get Alabama or Clemson yeah, to play? I mean, they're hard. The they're not Dolphins, Redskins are. Horrible. I mean, the Browns are horrible. Um, it had the 49ers who came into this game undefeated against the Browns who were 2 and 2. Uh, man i mean i think a lot of people underrated the 49ers and uh they they showed up to play ryan that they, they rushed for 275 yards which is just that's just pure destruction in uh in any any in, in, in any era in in football 275 yards rushing is ridiculous and uh um the defense showed up i mean nick bosa that's nasty the brother of joey bosa Uh, He he had some revenge against uh, Baker Mayfield. Uh, If you recall, back in college, uh, when Bosa was at Ohio State, uh, Oklahoma and Baker Mayfield came uh, into the horseshoe and won, and Mayfield planted his flag there. Bosa didn't forget. Bosa did not forget, Ryan. He showed up. He sacked he sacked Mayfield multiple times, and he made that same exact celebration of that flag. Uh, man, Mayfield didn't look good. The Browns didn't look good.
1: Uh, it was beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> it was just beautiful because I said Mayfield was overrated, and he's proven it for me right now. And I'm really I happy mean, about it that. It doesn't
0: help that his offensive line is utter garbage. I mean, they just got through that penetration. I mean, Mayfield obviously he he's not the tallest of players. Uh, so he needs time to you know to kind of get that visual. But if if the defense uh, if defensive line just gonna shoot through and you know make you run around, Mayfield's not that type of player. Uh, he's not a Russell Wilson. He's he's not a, a Mahomes type player who he could just run around. He needs to you know set and see where he's thrown. I mean, dude's like 5'8 Like he needs time. And if that offensive line ain't gonna give him help, they're gonna get destroyed. That's basically what happened yesterday. And uh, you know unfortunately. Uh, you know if you had a uh Cleveland Browns player on your fantasy team it would look good for you I mean Chubb ended up with 60 no. 70 yards which I guess is okay Odell Beckham he had 87 and yeah he was ter- Odell Beckham was terrible
1: for me Beckham
0: was basically useless uh because mayfield couldn't get him the ball uh Landry had a decent day but really didn't mean much but 49ers once again I mean they they showed up and just stomped on him uh once again stay stay undefeated and hey maybe uh, you People should uh, put them on the map. That they're not gonna go down easy, and they have a good defense. Their offense is, uh, you know, if it's run dependent, and let Garoppolo uh, play off of the play action. Hey, maybe they they, they could uh, make some noise uh, later down the year. So I, I wouldn't I wouldn't just downplay who they are. Maybe they, they could maybe they are one of the contenders this year, Ryan.
1: No, I think so. I mean, I think Garoppolo really is is stepping into his own and proving himself more here. And, um, I mean, he started off 4-0, which is fantastic. And, I mean, I, I see nothing but the best for for the 49ers and Grappolo. And I think the Patriots eventually, once uh, Brady retires, maybe in a year or two or maybe never, who knows, um, they're going to wish they had Grappolo as their backup because I think this dude is, is the future right now. And so far, he's been proving it. So, you know, we'll, we'll see. He's got he got a few tests coming up in the next coming weeks, I'm pretty sure. But, you know, as of right now, his team starts off 4-0. And... And the 49ers is looking real, real good right now.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, so the final game. I mean, I don't, I don't think there's anything we need to talk about in college, Ryan. So I'm just going to keep it the NFL. Uh, one of the powerhouses in the NFL, the Kansas City Chiefs lost to the Indianapolis Colts in a Sunday night game. Uh, what a shocker! This, is, this is an extreme shocker to me, honestly. I mean, we knew uh, the the Kansas City Chiefs are one of the best offenses in the I nfl maybe number one i mean i don't i don't know if anyone could really argue that uh they have the best quarterback in the league in patrick mahomes but the indianapolis Colts, man that defense uh it was a young secondary and i thought they were gonna mahomes was gonna light him up it was not the case uh that defensive line got pressure on mahomes uh, he was a little banged up he hurt his ankle and he wasn't as mobile as he usually is but uh Colts did what they need to do, right? And they they also similar to the 49ers. They rushed the ball uh, very efficiently uh, behind Marlon Mack, who had I believe like 125 rushing yards. Man, I, I mean, props to Indianapolis Colts. I mean, I did I did not see this happening, right? The game was in Kansas City, uh, as we know. Uh, Chiefs are very tough to play there. Chiefs are obviously a good team. I, mean, I know they don't. They they were out. Tyreek Hill still, but. I think most people expect the Chiefs to win this game, uh, so I'm gonna give props to the Colts here, Ryan. I mean, I, I know it's only once loss for a Chiefs, not truly a big deal. It's not like anyone expects like, them to go undefeated, but I, I think beating if you're the Colts beating Kansas City in Kansas City uh, definitely shows they they they're a team to uh, you know to compete with this year. They're not gonna go down easy, uh, regardless of uh, with Andrew Luck or not. They're not. They're not. Uh, you know. They're not tanking the year at all. They're. They're. They're gonna uh, follow Jacoby Brissett and that. Uh, that team. And hey, you know what? Props to them. And I. I don't. I don't see why they can't win that uh, AFC South division, Ryan.
1: No, I mean Brissett's been putting on a show for them. I mean, obviously, you know they're not undefeated. Uh, so, like you said, it's kind of a shocker to see Kansas City lose this game. But I think Kansas City may or may not have been sleeping on the Colts because they don't have luck, and I guess maybe they weren't scouting Brissett as much. Uh, but Brissett's been doing really, really good this season. Um, I agree with you. There really is no reason except for the fact that Houston's been playing really, really well um, as well in that division. So that, that's really their only other competition.
0: What but you're just Colts gonna forget to, my boy Gardner miss you like that?
1: I'm 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 not I'm not a hit. I'm not gonna say yes. I'm not gonna say no. I, I do like him. I like Minshew. I think he's I think he's good. I just I don't think that the Jags are gonna be um, in that position to win the AFC South. That's all. I'm not saying that that this division is not gonna have possibly three teams make it to the playoffs. I won't not say that. I just think the Colts um, and Houston are gonna be fighting for it a little bit more than the Jags will at the end of this at the end of the day. That that's all I'm saying. Um, I know, but gonna, I do like Minshew. Minshew. I, I really know do. That you hate I, I listen. They just lost to the Carolina. I have no respect for Carolina this year. You better so. have
0: respect for Christian McCaffrey. Dude's a machine.
1: Got no respect for Carolina. Garbage. Actually, I really should have no respect for Atlanta Falcons. They're they're trash. Wait, you guys lost to them though. Um. So, so yeah. I mean, but but back to this, I mean, Brissett has been playing really really well. And as and as much as 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 well as he's been playing, like I was saying, I still think it's it, it's still an upset. And it's still crazy to see that, that Kansas City did lose to them. But like I said, I think Kansas City was sleeping on them. I really don't think they expected much from the Colts. And that's that's a shame on Kansas City's part and Andy Reid because they should have been scouting these guys because they have actually been winning games. So that that's really that going to show that there's a lack of, of uh, preparation. As well as, yes, I don't agree. When Mahomes can't move around as much because he did get injured, that also does hurt them. But... Much respect to the Colts and Brissett and, and their defense, the Colts' defense, to, to show up and really uh, help them get this win. That's, that was a big win for them.
0: All right. Let's get to the games of the week. Uh, let's start off in college football, where we have the, the Red River rivalry game, um, which is Oklahoma and Texas. Uh, you got number six, Oklahoma, number 11, Texas. Um, both these quarterbacks are really good. Uh, obviously, Oklahoma is led by Jalen Hurt former alabama quarterback and they've been lighting people up ryan and when i say lighting people up this is no joke dude's putting up straight up numbers uh similarly to the previous quarterbacks in oklahoma and mayfield and kyle murray uh texas uh similarly i mean they 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 had a pretty tough game i think the only game they lost so far was that lsu game if i'm not mistaken yep that's uh, right which obviously lsu's a really good team also so i don't really take that against them but uh, I don't think Oklahoma played anyone tough yet. If I'm uh, uh, remembering correctly, uh, so
1: yeah, I think that was the only tough game was that LSU game. The rest, no, I mean Oklahoma,
0: ranked teams. Oklahoma, oh, Oklahoma. Mm. I don't think they played anybody. I think you're right. I don't think they played anybody. So this either. is going to be one of their. Uh, I mean, it's probably their toughest game up to this point, obviously, in playing number eleven in Texas, uh, number eleven Texas. Uh, obviously, it's a rivalry game, so I expect uh, both both teams to show out. But Ryan. I can't really pick against Oklahoma here. I think Jalen Hurt uh, is just on a different level at this point. And he's trying to prove everybody wrong because, obviously, once he left Alabama, people thought he was done and he didn't think he was going to do anything. And here's he, here he is in Oklahoma just lighting people up. So I got Oklahoma in this one.
1: Yeah, so I just want to point out this is their only ranked matchup, really good ranked matchup. The only other team they have is a ranked matchup is Baylor, who's – Um, Obviously, in the Big Twelve with them at twenty-two, so this is really their only toughest matchup they have all season. Um, So they have to prove themselves here, and I think it's going to be—I think it's going to be a a really great game. I mean, Texas. Yes, they lost to LSU, and LSU is a phenomenal team this year. I think they're ranked six currently, five. five, Sorry, five. I thought they were top five. I couldn't remember. Um, But uh, they—they also they lost to you know Texas lost to LSU, was a top five team. Texas. Did not get killed. They hung in there. Game. I think it was very like good game. six. Yeah, I say it was like six points. It, it, it was. It was definitely. I'm pretty sure it was less than a touchdown, um, or if it wasn't, it was. It was exactly a touchdown. So it's not like they're not prepared for these these better teams. And Oklahoma, oh, hello, they were the 16 and 12. I was looking at it was them. Um, obviously, they have to prove themselves here. So I think it's going to be a, a tough game because this is in Hughes, in Texas, right?
0: It's at a neutral field. It's a rival game.
1: Oh, it says neutral field. Okay, I was right. It's just always a neutral field. Uh, but I, I think it's gonna be a, a great game. It's gonna be a back and forth game, and I gotta go Oklahoma to stay undefeated here. But I think Texas is gonna give them run for their money on this one.
0: Next one, we got a SEC uh, super matchup. Uh, number seven, Florida. Number five, LSU. Like Ryan just mentioned, LSU, uh, a very, very good team. Um, Florida just beat auburn i believe last week so obviously that's a big win for florida um i mean this is not another game that i mean i don't i don't expect a lot of scoring Ryan. i think both these defenses are really good uh is this game actually an lsu do we know or is it a neutral this field this game I'm assuming it's an LSU.
1: is it is yeah it's lsu yeah.
0: so i mean i think lsu is just a better team uh in the first place and they have the home field advantage. Uh, you have the spread in this one by any chance?
1: Minus 13 and ooh, half ooh. LSU.
0: So that's basically saying Vegas yeah. thinks that LSU is by far the clear-cut uh, better team. That's not even close. Uh, so, I mean, I know Florida's good, and I think it's going to be a tough matchup. But, I mean, I think LSU just, like I said, I think they're some way more talented team. So I'm going to pick LSU, definitely.
1: I, I I have to agree here. I think LSU is... Is by far the better team, and as with respect to, to Florida, because they did put up a, they did play a great game against Auburn, but LSU, I think, is just in at in a whole new level this year, and, and they're out to get that that playoff spot this year after blowing it last year. So plus, they, you know, they do have to play Alabama later on, and LSU is a really really tough schedule. So I think they're more they're more ready for for Florida than I think Florida is for them, and it's like being that it's an LSU, I've got to go LSU on this one.
0: All right, so moving on to the NFL, we have a, a NFC North matchup in the Lions versus the Packers. Obviously, the Packers coming off that victory against the, the Cowboys and the, and yeah, the Lions yeah, yeah. Have a, coming off a bye week. So they, they have a week of rest. Uh, Ryan, is this game in Green Bay or is it in Detroit?
1: This game is in Green... Er, yeah, it's in Green Bay. It's at Lambeau okay. Field.
0: All right. Whew, uh I don't know, Ryan. Um, I want. I'm, I know Packers Lambeau Field. I'm,
1: they're saying it's going to be a close game. It's a minus four spread right now in the Packers' favor. So
0: obviously Rodgers. Hey, if they could lean on Aaron Jones, could give the Cowboys game that could definitely help Rodgers in, in the passing game. Lions.
1: I hope so. I need him to go crazy. Lions.
0: I think they're a very strong team, Ryan. Uh, I know a lot of people, you know, want to talk bad about them, but. I mean I think Stafford's secretly having a pretty decent year. They got Gallaudet, you got Marvin Jones, you have uh Carry on Johnson as their running back. You have Darius Slay, who's one of the best corners in the league. Uh I'm thinking upset, Ryan. I got Detroit. They're gonna go in Lambeau and beat their rivals, the Packers.
1: I really hope that's true because the Packers did just beat the Cowboys. But I mean like like you said, I mean, the Lions have been have been really good. That tie against the Cardinals really doesn't do them any justice, but the the loss to the Chiefs that they had the week before, um, that was a great game. It was back and forth. They only lost by they four points. They had a chance points. to win that game. So, yeah, they did. So they, they had a, they had a, it was a great game. They had a chance to win and they just they couldn't come through. Being this is a Monday night game, I I gotta just give this one to Aaron Rodgers and and his um his experience in this. Not that Stafford isn't isn't experienced, but I gotta go Rodgers at home. Uh, come up that Cowboys win. Damn it, uh, he's he's uh. He's ready to to get another one in there, and this is a rivalry game, and I think it'll be a close one. Um, But I think that that somehow Rodgers and uh, Aaron Jones are going to come up with this win, and Aaron Jones is going to run all over uh, Detroit.
0: And the final game that we'll be discussing Games of the Week is a NFC West matchup in the undefeated 49ers playing against the L.A. Rams uh, the LA Rams uh, lost a couple games here, Ryan. Uh, Jared Goff, ha- you know, he put up yards, he put up a lot of statistics, but he's very shaky. Been throwing a couple, a few picks. Um, a few? He's thrown seven <laughs> picks and he's only thrown seven touchdowns. To, That's not a few. I'm trying to make him feel better, all right? In, in case I will in, not make him feel better. He's
1: been playing like garbage, all right? Straight in case garbage. Jared
0: Goff listens to our podcast. I don't want him to think that both of us hate him. Um,
1: I'm not hating. I'm just he's playing like guard. He's not playing the, the same way he played last year for the Rams. That's all. I'm trying to give him more well, confidence, with how to throw the regardless, ball. Regardless,
0: I mean his team is once again, as like we said before, very talented. Uh, his receiving core, I mean, is one of the best. You got Robert Woods. You got Brandon Cooks, and you got my dude Cooper Cup, who's just he catches everything, um, and he has a Everett, who's a pretty solid tight end. Uh, Gurley, I mean. He does what he needs to. I think that team needs to just be more well-balanced. You don't need Jared Goff throwing 50 times a game. I think that's too much on him, too much responsibility. Uh, and that defense has been trash. That defense has been straight trash. I mean, yeah, you have Aaron Donald, but no one else is really doing uh, holding up to their end of the, uh, the, the deal here. And 49ers, like we mentioned before, I mean, they're, they're clicking. And if they could do what they did against the Browns with the rushing game, you know, have Aaron Donald uh, not be able to pass rush and be more worried about the rush game and have Garoppolo have time so he can find those receivers. I don't know, Ryan. I think the Rams are going to be having some issues, but uh, if the Rams don't win, I, I almost want to say it's a must-win game here for the Rams because uh, losing three in a row here and losing to your uh, division uh, a team, I mean, it's going to basically put you back a ways, especially because they'll keep the 49ers undefeated still. So, I'm gonna pick the Rams just solely because they kind of need to win.
1: Yeah, and this is a home game. They're against the you know they're they're against the the, the wall here, and they got They gotta turn us around. But Like you said, their defense is nothing, um, really, right now. And I think that Garoppolo um, can expose that as long as offensive line can protect them, as well as I think Brita can just run all over them as well. Um, so, you know what? I gotta go forty nine and stay undefeated, man. I think that you know Grappolo and Rita and uh, and Kittle just are just gonna they're gonna turn it up and somehow Garoppolo's gonna find a way to get that ball out quick enough. Um, and with the Rams defense not being as as uh, up the par, that I think that you know they'll be able to pull off this this W here. I mean, obviously not playing the Browns, but you know they're still playing um, a somewhat. The a better team than the Browns are, but I think Garoppolo's gonna have no problem here after after what he did uh, this past Monday night. All right, Matt. So the NHL season started last week, and we had uh, skipped over making our division uh, picks win- winners. Um, so I figured let's uh, let's roll into that and, and see what we got here. So in the Metropolitan, um, I have uh, Washington. And in the Atlantic, this is all in the East, I have uh, Toronto. Who do you got?
0: I got the Carolina Hurricanes winning the Metropolitan. And I got the Buffalo Sabres winning the Atlantic.
1: And then the West, the Central, I got Nashville. And uh, in the Pacific, you got to go. I I have to go with, and I'm assuming you did at least on this one, we got to go with with the boys of uh, the Vegas Knights here.
0: Central, I went with the defending champs, St. Louis Blues. And in the Pacific, of course, I went with the the benchwarmers, uh, you know, sponsor team here, the Vegas Knights. I don't think they know that, but hey, wasn't the big deal, all right? Vegas.
1: Well, to tweet them, at them, The sponsor team of the of the uh, the We got to remember to keep tweeting them. Come on, Vegas Knights, let's go. This is the D-Gen corner.
0: All right, D-Gen corner. Ryan, you did not have a good week last week, going one and two. Uh, no, it was terrible. Um, I went two and one, so uh, we're tied again. Shocking. Uh, hey, look at that! Well, it's seven and eleven, <laughs> which is not at all a good record. But yeah, I mean, what, what more can I say? We're we're not good at this. We're not good at this at all. So uh, my picks for this week: Virginia. Plus one and a half against Miami. Kansas City Chiefs plus five against the Texans. And I have the winless Dolphins plus three and a half against the winless Washington Redskins.
1: Wow, that's that, that's a bold pick right there, Matt. That, that really hey, Both is.
0: teams suck, and the Redskins just fired their coach. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm hoping for the best there.
1: So my picks, I'm going with the Saints at a plus one against uh, your Jags, um, led by Minshew. I'm going with my Cowboys at a minus 7 against the Jets. Gotta hope this not come back to bite me. And I'm going with Texas at a plus 10.5 versus Oklahoma, like we talked about earlier. I think it's going to be a close game. And I think Oklahoma's going to win, but I don't think it's going to be no 10.5. I think that's a, that's a ridiculous spread. All right, so on the hot topics, and this one comes from uh, my, my alma mater, Penn State. And it comes from an alum himself. He decided to pen a letter to um, the Penn State football team, and, and I'm pretty sure it was one of their players, if I remember correctly. But, if this wasn't the most racist letter I've ever heard about in my life, and if he was trying to deny it's racist, the man's out his frigging mind. He basically said, you need to cut your dreads and clean up more. Are you kidding me? Like, are you kidding me? I'm pretty sure, first off, that that, you know, not more than one player has dreads on the team and they've had him for, for throughout the, the the last few seasons or more, um, within Penn State, and that's what you're pointing out. But you're not being racist. This is just like what the hell do dreads have to do with you playing a football game? Like, you've got to be kidding me. This is this is unacceptable. This is i mean come on now we're almost in 2020 at this point i mean i'm not naive i know racism exists i don't i i, I mean it's just it, it's what it is i don't i don't i'm not i'm not about racism that's not who i am but i know there are people who are still stuck in their old ways and come on now you, you got to get over this point like you are who you are it doesn't matter about your skin color all that all that kind of stuff like like but i'm not naive to the fact that this still does exist and it still is a real problem in, in this country. But I'm not talking about the country. I'm talking about this. And it makes me, you know, it hurts to be, a, you know, an alum of Penn State. And someone from Penn State is, is writing a letter like this. Or someone in general. is It's just it's a poor taste. There's no need for it. It was kind of, you know, this must have been an old-ass white dude who's bored out of his mind. Decided to pen a letter for no damn reason. Or he's losing his mind. Decided to say some, some dumb stuff here. Because this is just uncalled for. And it was really just, you know, in poor taste.
0: Yes. Uh, that last part, Ryan, where he said it's probably an old white dude. I'm going to say, I'm going to go out of and say, I'm going to guarantee it's a old white dude. Uh, and he penned the letter. The dude wrote a letter. Who the hell writes a letter, first of all? Uh, because, you know, usually nowadays you want to say some crap, you say it on Twitter or you email somebody. No one writes a letter. The dude sent a, an actual letter to this kid, this college kid, and told him to clean up what and he basically said oh uh uh don't you have parents and a girlfriend who wants you to clean up like what seriously like he i, I mean i don't think anyone's gonna say at least us ryan will not say dreads or tattoos and all that makes you not clean uh, i don't think that's that's at all correct
1: uh so if you say tattoos well i'm i'm dirty i know I he mentioned that t- uh, the <laughs> so guy penned pe- pe-
0: pe- <laughs> that too tattoos and stuff i forgot what that right. so it's just like man like i don't know what what uh what year this guy's stuck in but he definitely in 2019 that's for sure uh but i mean i thought it was very uh it's very sad that uh like ryan mentioned that people nowadays uh still feel this way because i thought we kind of moved past that or the way people look uh really should not you know uh be a you know uh, something that people should be judged on, especially, I mean, this kid is a college kid playing college football at a, you know, at a university like Penn State. I mean, he's not hurting anybody. He's not doing anything wrong. He's not, you know, there's really no reason to uh, insult this person's, uh, you know, looks in any way. I mean, from what I know about this, this player, I mean, never heard anything bad about him. He just kind of goes about his business from what I from what I hear. So for this this man... Uh, who is a, supposedly a Penn State alum to pen this letter to this kid, speaking on this? I, it's just embarrassing, Ryan. I mean, as a former alum yourself, I feel like you should be embarrassed uh, for your university. Oh, I am. Because I mean, it's, it doesn't make any sense. I mean, this is absolutely unnecessary. I mean, if he feels that way, fine. But like, you don't need to. You don't need to do anything about it. Just keep that to yourself. You know what I mean? Like, really, there's no need to send this letter in any type of way or tell anybody. Really, there's no need to be, uh, you know, it shouldn't be in the public at all, honestly. Because, honestly, he doesn't have any kind of uh, good judgment skills. Because Or, like Ryan mentioned before, this dude's out of his mind already. Because that's the only other possibility I could think of. Uh, and he just doesn't care anymore about what people think of him. Because... Uh, I actually texted a few of the, uh, my other friends who went to Penn State, and all of them are just like, wow, like just shaking their heads at, 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 this, at this letter. It just doesn't make any sense. So, uh, Ryan, I feel I, uh, I am embarrassed for you as a Penn State alum and all the others out there that probably disgrace that a person that they to the same university would write something. About. All right, so uh, this, uh, this hot topic uh, for this week might be just all about race, I guess. Uh, my, my hot topic comes from the NBA, where Daryl Morey, the general manager of the Houston Rockets, uh, tweeted out on Friday, uh, fight for freedom, stand with Hong Kong. Which, you know, the guys of things I don't think is anything horrible, uh, you know, Darren Moore feels that way, and, you know, it's a free country, and he should be allowed to speak that. The issue with that, Ryan, is uh, basically what he's trying to say is Hong Kong, I guess, is uh, still being uh, ostracized by China, and they don't have all the full freedoms uh, uh, that they, they want to have, and this, I'm sure this is not a shock to you, but China is a big uh, component in the the game of the basketball uh, association, uh, the NBA takes uh, a lot of investment from China. It's a you know growing market. China obviously has you know over two billion uh, citizens, and a lot of them are fans of the ba- the NBA. So this uh, came about, and China was not happy. The leaders of China are absolutely disgruntled by Daryl Morey's tweet, and uh, basically threatened. Uh, to back out of all the NBA stuff, you know, uh, showing the NBA, uh, having NBA players come over with, uh, visit, you know, uh, market the game, and what happened? Adam Silver, the NBA, kind of just backed away, basically uh, distanced themselves from Daryl Morey and said, you know, that's his, his, uh, his tweet, his comments. It's not the feelings of the NBA, which I thought was kind of a weak move, honestly, Ryan, because. As Americans, we believe that all people should have freedoms. And just because the the NBA might lose money and millions and billions of dollars, I get it. It's a business. I get that part. But I don't think there's anything truly wrong with what Daryl Morey said. He, he was trying to just support uh, the people of Hong Kong in their personal freedoms, which me and you have. What's so bad about that? And the fact that the NBA leadership... Kind of just like you know what? No, you know. Instead, we rather care about our millions of dollars that are coming in from China, and uh, we rather make them happy than uh, the the minorities of Hong Kong. Uh, That's just my opinion. Uh, I I think there's a better way to handle it. Uh, You should not. I mean, I know everyone's trying to make money. I get it, but I I thought there was maybe a better way to handle it than kind of just distance yourself. From
1: Daryl Morey, it's just a political podcast today with this with our top topics. I tell you, but yes, the NBA handled it wrong. But at the same time, I get it. And like you point out, it's a business, so I see both sides of it. But I understand, you know, what Daryl Morey was coming from. You know, he's speaking for for people's rights. And in America, we do that kind of stuff. Well, that's not what they do over there. So, you know, there's certain things you can and can't do, and certain things you do and don't do. Um, and that's that's just 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 one of the things. Like I said, I see both points. I can argue both points on this one. I I agree that the NBA could have handled this differently, but I feel like with all the other backlash we're getting with our our president and the issues he's having with China and everything else, I think this is just you know another addition for for them and the, their government, and it was more or less the NBA trying to like. Squash. I think it's a. I think it's a. I think it, was a, I, think it was I think there's something bigger behind the way the NBA handled it than it just having to be about this, in my opinion, um, because politics and everything else go a long, long way, and and there are things that we don't know about that are happening that that could be a reason to it, um, and that may be the why it was handled the way it was. But I don't disagree that if if that isn't a factor, then then obviously you know listen we're speaking for the rights of people and here we have the freedom of speech and you kind of gotta, gotta kind of look at it as like, listen, you know, yeah, we, we, uh, we, you know, we appreciate all of of your, all of your, your whole country and and the fact they love the NBA, but you've got to appreciate the fact that we have the freedom of speech and you know, our guy's going to speak out. Um, it's just, you know, trying to get other people their freedom and what may or may not be going on in their country. I said, it's, it's a fine line to cross and and politics and and that kind of stuff can get really really messy but at the end of the day they could have handled it in a a better light than just putting it on him but at the same time the guy's gonna keep his job it's not a terrible terrible loss and they're still gonna hopefully be able to keep in their mind they're hoping that they can keep their relationship with china and, and you know continue their nba growth out there and as well as other countries. And that's really what it comes down to, is it, it comes down to the money factor. And like you said, it, it is a shame, but at the end of the day, that, that's what everything's about
0: in this world is money. Well, I guess we change to our political podcast, Ryan. Uh, Starting next week, more <laughs> politics. <laughs> on that note, uh, you could follow us on Twitter, at BenchHomers06, and you could subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, DownCloud and Stitcher. See you guys next week.
1: The Benchwoman. <laughs>